Hello and welcome to the Permanent Good Podcast, a podcast that's part movie club, part improv comedy. My name is Craig Wells, a.k.a. Permanent Handle. And I'm Alex Good, a.k.a. Alex Good. All right, so th- this episode's coming out right before the new year. And you would think that I would have some sort of, uh, uh, like, New Year's-themed intro. No. All right, this has just been on my mind, and I need to talk about it, okay? I have a personal grudge. Some might even call a vendetta against the man who decided that LED headlights for cars were good ideas. Because I need to see you in the back room. We're about to have a few words. There, it's... I just get frustrated. All I'm saying is I just don't, I I think that the problem is like cars don't just like, oh, this was a bad idea. We'll stop and it'll solve the problem. No, cars stick around for a while. People are still driving cars from the nineties, which means cars that have led lights now are, are going to be a pain in my thigh. I will say for the next 30 or 40 years. But here's the thing. You don't have a vendetta with the cars. You have the, this is, like you don't have an issue with guns you have an issue with gun with what people do with them yes so you need to create a psa stop driving cars with led headlights or hey stop using led headlights on roads where people are going in the opposite direction is what you meant to say sure okay seems a little less practical this is a classic case of don't get rid of the tool just tell people to use it wisely yeah and and like it's not even because the problem with led lights in particular like i whatever people who forget to turn their brights off that's a personal issue but leds even when they're not on bright even their basic standard setting is too bright and then they turn on their brights and it's like oh you could light a football field with this so i'm especially like if somebody's like behind you and they hit a bump and for a second you get you catch the angle in the rear view and now it's just like you got the full force of a sun in your eyes from that rear view it's just it's frustrating cars have so many features that we thought like like from 2012 to 2015 people were just kind of doing whatever with cars we were putting computers in the dashboards we had hands-free calling but you still had to connect with your bluetooth you know uh we're turning them into cubes the cars were buck wild there all right and we learned from some of those mistakes led headlights were one of those things that we were introduced but we have not learned from so i'm gonna single-handedly take over the used car market and i'm gonna buy all these cars i'm gonna turn them into scrap and i'm gonna use them to sell drugs or sorry okay make it so the cars can only start during the daytime and they shut down at night that's a great idea. Or just be like, hey, there's a solar panel on the top. If it senses light, your car will work. And if it doesn't, your car will stop. <laughs> it's kind of like, uh, <laughs> I want to know what workarounds people would come up with that. Because, you know, you, you, see, like, the jo- you see the jokes about like, you know, uh, people having their kids blow into the breathalyzer to get the car to start. You know, right. now they have their kids strapped to the top with a lamp, just trying their best. 70 down the highway. Right. But the thing is, is if the kid could just stop the car whenever they wanted. Yeah. Like, oh, we passed by a McDonald's. If you don't get off this highway, I will stop the car. (laughs) I'll stop the car if you don't do this. So it's really going to be a bunch of people. Uh, But the thing is, it'll be very easy to tell who's trying to beat the system. Yes. Because you've got a a bunch of freaking... lizard lamps that you previously had in your terrarium if you've got the boy scouts tied to the top of your car trying to light it yeah (laughs) 
then so, you're drawing a bunch of attention to yourself. Yeah, and this is just a personal... It, just, you know, every corner is a danger corner now. It's just, you know, it, it's a hazard. Road hazard. I moved away from Michigan, you know, the state with the most potholes on record ever. That's a fact I made up. Per capita, yeah. Yeah, every person got a pothole to take home with them. That was actually a law that yeah, uh, Governor Whitmer, that's her name, yeah. signed into hey, law. let's throw it back to, remember way back when we used to say we're going to teach our audience how to lie? Yeah. Always say per capita in a stat makes it legit. Makes yeah, because everybody kind of they uh, they get the gist of what per capita means. Right. They're like that means per that means per person, right? Yeah. I yeah, don't know. Yeah, yeah, that means per person. It's something like per, per. Also, another keyword, just like per capita, just be like all things considered proportionally. Yeah, proportionally is a good one. Proportionally, they're gonna be yeah. like, yeah, well, COVID is not as bad as what people think. Proportionally, and people are gonna be like, proportionally to what? And you're gonna be like, per capita, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and they're gonna be like, I mean, he's got a point. I should probably look up what studies he's looking at. Also, if you start like throwing around gross versus net, that's Ooh, another good one. That's a banger right there, bro. <laughs> And then yeah. just also causation versus correlation. Throw that in there too. People yeah. love that. <laughs> Be like, yeah, but my aunt keeps getting sick. Causation versus correlation, man. <laughs> Who's the problem here? It's hard to tell. So per capita, people need to stop driving with LED headlights just to bring right. that around. Mm-hmm. All right. That's been our, we, we hit you with a double PSA today. So everyone just talk to your mom's. You know, take the slip home from school, make sure that they sign it, and at the bottom right, please don't drive with LED headlights per capita. Per capita, yeah. De- and right. then just say death per capita and in nowhere <laughs> reference any numbers. Yeah. Just be like death yeah. per capita. And they'd be like, geez, people aren't here. Yeah, crying. in twenty twenty one, uh LED headlights were the top death per capita. What what? They and were what? Like, and they'd be like top where? Just don't include any information. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Yeah. And then you got to start, if you start bringing in influences too, like if you're like, oh, did you know that people that like Star Wars are more likely to die per capita? What? That's nothing. And then that's when you can throw in causation versus correlation. They're going to be like, I mean, that sounds right. And you're going to be like, I mean, all things proportional. It's all proportional. This guy knows what he's talking about. Um, In a journal is also a good phrase. Yes. Because oh, websites and yeah. articles, people can check. Journals? Peer reviewed <laughs> journal, school? bro. In an exclusive peer reviewed journal, they're going to be like, oh man, sure, dude. And you know how it exclusive is? Guys only. That's how it's exclusive. And oh, peer reviewed okay. by me and Craig. And because, and people don't know the names of journals. So if you just go like, yeah, according to the Boston Journal, okay, sure. Legit. Yeah. Yeah, man. Just, we could also, doesn't doesn't even need to be a big city. No, yeah. It could just be the name of a dude. Like, <laughs> well, I, I think it should be a city, but it doesn't have to be like a city city. It can be like. Uh, <laughs> dude, we could use our like principal's last name. Be like, according to the Grin Journal. And they'd be like, man, this guy knows what he's freaking talking about. Yeah. I've never even heard of the yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, uh, I just threw out a real name right there. We're gonna, we're gonna get doxxed. <laughs> All right. Well, now that we've doxxed ourselves, would you like to talk about our movie? Let's talk about our movie, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang Row. Last movie in Dick Van December, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. All spoilers, obviously, this movie is 
a thousand years old. <laughs> it's, it's a little old, bro. So if you want to skip ahead to the improv segment, you can go ahead to this time code right here. Time code 3316. So let's start with this fun little fact about Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Okay. Um, I'll, I will follow your fun fact with my fun fact. Okay. Okay. So this movie is based off a book. This movie came out in 1968. The book came out in like 1965. So they snatched those film rights almost instantly. And uh, <laughs> the, the screenplay was an original. It, they basically like, we like this concept. We're going to take it. And then we're just going to make our own script about it. So it's it's not ba- it's based on the books pretty much by name alone. Right. And the screenplay was written by Roald Dahl, creator of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Whoa, interesting. And the book that it was based on was written by Ian Fleming, creator of James Bond. Yeah, I mean this this uh this bad boy's got some history, man. So, we've got some pretty hard Listen, <laughs> this movie has pretty much everything you could want in a 60s like I don't know. Fantastical is the word I'm gonna use in a in a '60s fantastical movie between Dick Van Dyke, Roald Dahl, and Ian Fleming. They kind of got it on lock with this one, dude. Also, did you look up who did the music for this? I did not. It's a super big deal. I think this. Um, I'll pull it up real quick. Okay. This is the first non-Disney film to feature songs by Richard M. Sherman and Robert B. Sherman. They bang out Disney hits. And when they signed on this project, Dick Van Dyke says, this is going to be the most Disney movie not done by Disney. You might know them from Jungle Book and Mary Poppins. Small, Uh, small things. Um, Yeah, we got some Winnie the Pooh in here. We got got some Tom Sawyer. Charlotte's, yeah, Charlotte's Web. We got some freaking bangers, bro. Yeah. And back in the day, and by back in the day, I mean the 60s and 70s. (laughs) <laughs> these yeah. guys were churning out money yeah um, so this and like speaking of the music just a little pivot i, I kind of forgot this movie was a musical for a second because they don't start singing until 20 minutes into the movie listen bro which is all the songs classics Yes, all classics. Very good. Um, when he starts singing that, because the first song in the movie is like the uh, uh, I've got you two, do do, yeah. and like I'm like, oh yeah, a this is a musical, and b this is where it's from. Duh. Yeah, dude, and just the music is good. They brought in the hitters. It got nominated for an Oscar. The music did. Yeah, it didn't win, but I'm just like, still very good. Also, a little fun fact: I started watching this on December 19th. Split it half and half because it's a long movie. If you you need to be able to spend you know two hour two and a half hours on this, so I split it up. I did an hour and ten first day. On the second day, I was gonna do the another hour and ten. Turns out, truly scrumptious. Um, Sally Ann Hughes. Died. What? The actor that played Truly Scrumptious, Sally Ann House, died. In between so during you my the intermission, movie? one of the actors went from being alive to not being alive. Oh, oh wow. What a fun what a fun little experience for the movie. Yeah, man. Um, I mean she was born in nineteen thirty, she died ninety one years old. But I'm also like, man, I'm about to finish this movie knowing that 
half the main characters I now watch are no longer with us. Yeah, and she hasn't acted in decades. Yeah, uh, but I mean, like, it named her being like, you might know her from Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. I'm like, yeah, I would. Last yeah, night, you got, you got me there. I do, in fact, know her from that. And she's but, fantastic in this movie. Yeah, um, I mean, also, I'm not, dude, I'm not trying to take away from her. Like, she killed it. However, they were trying to get Julie Andrews. Yes. So, her singing, that was the note that I made, is her singing is very Julie Andrews. Um, Which I kind of get because they're like, oh, we got Dick Van Dyke. We kind of want to add, we kind of want to get that Julie Andrews feel again. And she definitely hits that Julie Andrews feel without being Julie Andrews. Her voice, pretty similar. If I'm being honest, it's like, okay, yep, this is Andrews, but in a different body, um, yeah, which is which is not think... to take away from the skill. The skill to have a voice like that is fantastic. It's very of the time, but, and and I it just felt like a classic 60s voice. Like, the 60s is the only time you would hear someone sing like this. Right. Um. Also, I will say they tried to get Julie Andrews. Julie Andrews was booked for something else. She was probably doing something on Broadway or off Broadway, whatever. So. They just got her understudy. <laughs> and they're like, oh, well, we can't great. get you. Can we have this chick? Yo, and by the way, I'm not, I don't actually know if that's true. Here, let me, I, let me Google it. Okay. Um, but for reasons unknown, Andrew's turned down the offer. So I made up the whole Broadway thing. Um, the casting decision of Sally may be viewed by some as a pale imitation of Julie Andrews as a producer wanted the role and characterization of Julie's sculpture to be tailor-made for Andrews. So she was playing Julie Andrews as... Truly scrumptious. She wasn't playing truly scrumptious because, I mean, the role was made for her. So I just made up all that other stuff, which, you know, (laughs) it's totally fine. I'm not feeling bad and I'm not apologizing. Um, Coordinate parties, no one's going to be able to fact check it anyway. Movie's too old. Yeah. um, So back to the actual movie. Yeah. At right right before intermission, this movie is, is something completely different than how it ends. Correct. Yes. Yeah. This movie starts, I would even say this movie starts as a rom-com. Yeah. And uh, this movie opens very, very 60s in the sense that we get a no dialogue film sequence that's sped up like one and a half, like one and a half times. We don't know what's happening. It just kind of like feels like background film. Like we're not really supposed to be watching what's happening, but it goes on for like five minutes. Yeah. And it has like an... It has a, a sequence including all the musical numbers played by the orchestra. Some might call that an overture. Some might. I <laughs> wouldn't um, because I'm trying to, you know, involve our uneducated audience. Um, so similar to an overture, they include <laughs> a lot of songs in like a medley format um, during the opening credits. Now, this also has some of the catchiest songs you will ever hear in your entire life. I, I haven't watched this movie in like 15 years, and somehow I remember the words. D- Toot Sweet goes hard. So hard, bro. It's my so hard. second favorite. Yeah. Um, the, the Bamboo chitty chitty, song. What was that? The Bamboo. When Dick Van Dyke oh. is getting the money to buy Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Oh, yeah. That yeah, yeah. song goes so freaking hard, bro. The, and so much happens in this movie that you're like, yeah, I kind of forgot that there's like a carnival scene. Yeah, man. And the, I mean, the thing is, is both our favorite songs are in the first half of the movie in yeah. the rom-com portion then there's a whole beach sequence and then post cute. beach sequence there are pirates there are kings of castles there is a kidnapping there is an almost there's an attempted drowning from a hot air balloon yes 
There is attempted child murder, child, child slavery, murder, kidnapper, human being. Um, we get entered into a village where no children are allowed, and therefore into an underground orphanage. <laughs> and then a coup ensues. Yeah, which all needed within the like help forty of an minutes. Inside job involving a toy maker. All within like forty minutes. Yes, that is the last <laughs> half of the movie. Now, these things don't involve each other at all. Yeah, because so, the second half of the movie is they Dick Van Dyke telling them a story. And it's like, essentially a dream sequence. None yeah, of it actually it, happened. It's wake bedtime up at the end stories. And find out, oh, none of that's real. If you ever watched the Adam Sandler movie Bedtime Stories, that's the second half of this movie. And and so like the pirates want the magic car, so they steal they kidnap Dick Van Dyke's dad and Who, they have to, By the way, has is younger than a Dick serious Van Dyke. case of PTSD. Oh. And schizophrenia. Yeah. And like, is a legit he, mental patient. He goes, "I'm off to Africa," and then goes into a closet. Yeah, an outhouse. Or, yeah, he decorated an outhouse where he surrounds himself with an, an event, imaginary environment. Doesn't bring any income. This is just his job. And he tells stories of the war like he just experienced. And yeah. they kidnapped this guy. And it's one of those things where in the 60s, this guy was eccentric. In 2021, grandkids would be calling for help. Yeah. Be like, oh, our mental patient of a grandpa who cannot go through life without assistance was kidnapped. And now he's getting flown over the ocean from a hot air balloon and we're trying to chase him. In our magic car. Also, they seemed pretty, I'm going to use the word aloof. Dude. about how about going after their kidnapped grandfather because they are chasing i'm gonna say dictators yeah, in a in a blimp and they yeah. are in their magic car pretty yeah. tense situation i might say but they're flying over the ocean with the night sky behind them going chitty chitty bang bang chitty chitty bang bang chitty chitty we love you like okay guys we need to maybe check it's the classic question of if your wife got kidnapped, do you turn on music in the car when you go to yeah, rescue her? Like a, These kids nice, are like, cool absolutely. Night, she's 50 minutes away. And you're going as fast as you can, but she's 50 minutes away. Do you <laughs> put down the window play some music? And these kids are like, absolutely, crank it up. Truly, get on the high harmony. We're doing this. Dude, another thing. <laughs> it just makes you think, maybe those toot sweets are laced with something. <laughs> maybe the dogs knocked something into the vat. Also, for some reason, they're just he just invented candy dog whistles. Yes. Yeah. Cause that like, humans can hear. So it's not really a, it's a, it's, a, it's a whistle for dogs that humans can hear. Which is yeah. just, by the way, a whistle. It's just a whistle. It's just a whistle. He he invented the candy brown note for dogs. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> Listen, I love this movie. It uh, it doesn't this make any sense. This movie's bananas. This movie is buck wild. Also, it takes a, I, I would say that this movie takes uh, creative liberties with reality. <laughs> I also. There's, there's parts of this where I would watch and I'd be like, well, I remember this part as a kid. This is my favorite song. This is my favorite song. This is my least favorite song. Yeah. Now, going back, I'm like, yo, that child kidnapper is still so scary, bro. Very scary. <laughs> so scary. Also, <laughs> when that child kidnapper comes back and he's like dressed as a candy man and he has the candy cart, he's not fooling anybody. Yo, also, he can smell children. <laughs> 
He's like, I can smell them. So he finds the trap door. 20 seconds. Yeah. I'm like, you can smell? First of all, one new chip. You know what? Don't know how <laughs> you good, get good at that. It's a good thing that the king... If, the, if he had found that out in any other village, he would be, like, di- kicked out and disgraced. He got lucky that he found out he yeah. could smell k- children in the one village that wanted to hu- hunt them down. Oh, you know what we also didn't talk about? How the dictator is trying to murder his wife. Yep. Yeah. Hey, man, you're the dictator. You can do, like, what are you, what are you afraid of? Political backlash? Dude, also... Why? She was just annoying, I think. And he's also not holding back. He's trying to (laughs) kill her as gruesome. He tried to shoot her out of the sky with a gun. In public. In front of people. And when he missed, he was like, I'll get her next time. And everyone's like, oh, you. It is wild. And obviously this is like Hunger Games style. Like there's a capital. And then there's the peasants, like everybody else in the capital. They're all dressing weird and they're having balls and stuff. And I'm just the whole time thinking, listen, props to doing this before everything else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because this, I don't know if it had any influences, but it freaking killed it. Dude. There's so many themes. There's so many things going on. You just don't get bored. Yeah. It's very easy to not hang on to the second half of this movie just because it takes such a sharp left turn like it just it it, it goes so it doubles down and if you're not on board with that you're not gonna like the second half of this movie yeah so you just like you have to understand and be okay with like this movie is purposely char- like it's purposely weird it, it was charming in the first half and now it's gonna get a little weird yeah <laughs> And listen, man, the thing is, is it's funny for kids. I don't think it would, it's some of those parts were funny as adults. Yeah. I and a lot of it was movie. funny in the fact that I'm just like, what is happening? Yes, definitely. And kids that. just like, oh, yeah, this makes sense. Yeah, yeah there were. There were definitely some times that I laughed as an adult. I didn't write down any of the jokes, but I'm like, yeah, I don't, yeah, this was good. This was a good time. Um, I want to talk about uh, some of the other notes. Um, oh my god! So the very beginning of this movie, right after the car, the car race intro sequence. Yeah. We cut to the junkyard where the the owner of the junkyard lets the kids play with the car. Yeah. Just because he's not selling it. And yep. then he finally does sell it. And the kids act like he killed their dad in front of them. <laughs> they took it so personally. And me as a 23 year old, I'd be like, hey, it's just a shell. This this, this is nothing. Your dad is literally an inventor. He could probably make some... They are the cats that you buy them toys and they play with the box. Yeah. Yo, but also, (laughs) the guy who bought it was like, hey, guess what, kids? I'll freaking kill you, too. (laughs) Yeah. He was um, a menace to society. He's like, you like this freaking car? I'm going to burn it and think of you the whole time. That man could very (laughs) easily have been the antagonist of this movie. He was the devil, bro. These kids are like seven and eight. And he's like, I'm going to melt it down. And show no remorse and sell it for chump change, you peasants. And I'm like, 
Golly. And it's the fact that he doubled down after he found out their personal interest in it. He's like, oh, yeah, what a nice, you know, I could actually use that. You know, this seems like something that I could use. And yeah. then the kids are like, but we like this car. And he's like, no, no, I'm mine, mine. I'm like, Jesus, dude, what the dude, heck? There's a whole lot. When you're a kid, there's a lot of scary people in this movie. <laughs> yeah. I remember being like, man, everybody in this is scary. Those horrible spies who just. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just like. Listen, those man. guys. Oh, those guys frustrated me as kids. I'm like, just do your job. <laughs> like they do that wily e. coyote scene. And I'm like, guys, come on. You can't be that stupid. Right. Um, also, there's no ramifications. They caught the wrong car. Yeah. And then you're just thinking like, I guess they just let them go and said, our oh, bad. <laughs> and life went on. Also, there were just back in the I just I have to imagine, you know, this movie takes place even before the 60s. I think it's supposed to take place in like the 30s or something. No, I think it's supposed to be like 1910. Like cars are new. There's still a lot of horses around. Yeah. Uh, which means there are no rules for anything in regards to cars. Nope. You can kind of just do whatever, and kids could also do whatever. Like, run into the street several times in this movie. In the same spot, when the same people are driving across, and that same person will never learn from mistakes. And drive into the swamp every time. And, like, by the third time the kids run into the street, I'm like, you've got it coming at this point. Yeah. Hey, just learn how to drive. But granted, she didn't know how to turn the car on. Yeah. Oh, and then Dick Van Dyke has that, like, one kind of misogynistic line that comes out of nowhere. It's like, if women should learn to drive, then blah, blah, blah. I'm like, whoa, Dick, man. Like, I know this is, like, the 1910s, but let women drive. Yeah, man, I don't know. Don't... Also, when you think about it, they got married or proposed to in two days. A day? A day or two, yeah. Yeah, they meet on one day, she leaves, they run into each other again at the factory. That whole fiasco happens. They're like, all right, let's just walk it off and go to the beach. And then, yeah, we're going to get married. And they're laying there. I love you. This. I love you. Truly. I love you, kids. Dad, why don't you, why don't you marry her? And he's like, oh, because that's crazy. Yeah. And then which truly is the like, correct response. Well, I got nothing else going on. And you just got filthy rich off these stinking LSD trips. You call, <laughs> you know, what are the whistle tweet treats? Or two sweets. You got two there. sweets. Listen, bro. <laughs> Whatever. Two sweets. And of course he gets rich and then they get married. Yeah. That's literally how it happens. Holy smokes, we're gonna make so much money because we're selling two sweets to dogs. Awesome. Let's get married. It's it's uh it's um an unstable relationship, I would say at most. It's another reminder that uh either A marriage is expensive or B, or B love B, isn't real. <laughs> I was gonna say women are expensive, but C love isn't real. Or um, all of the above. Yeah, I also want to talk about Dick Van Dyke's inventions for a little bit. Okay. Um, first of Big all, that fan rock- of the Rude Goldberg machine in the beginning that makes him okay. All right, I'm of the opposite position. What? Even as a kid, I saw that and I'm like, that looks like it takes way too much. It looks like more effort than making breakfast. Yeah. Hey, but it's fun, bro. Ever heard of it? No. It gives you sausage that it cooks. It gives you eggs that it cooks and toast. And all you have to do is make sure it has all of those things. And then you, but you have to reset it every time. And then you watch it. <laughs> and that is 
they didn't have TV. You're right. I'm, yeah. They, I think they had radio. The Bible but, wasn't invented yet. So, so they're like, well, I guess we'll read. I don't think so. Let's watch this machine. So that was yeah. my favorite one outside of Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Yes. And I think we can all agree that he did not try hard enough on the rocket backpack. Okay. So the rocket skis were the best idea ever. Good I, idea. He could have tried harder. There were, there were some obvious holes in the plan. Also, he did get a little mad when truly extinguished them. Yeah, and I'm like, bro, she saved your life. Calm down. Right. Um, how do we feel about the vacuum cleaner? Um, oh. That again, sucked I, up the entire carpet. Again, kind of, it, it's one of those, like, do we, is this anything other than, like, charisma? Like, is this, was this, was this made for the purpose of being made? And nothing else. Yeah. I mean, good point. <laughs> I mean, I would just, I'm also thinking like, yo, this came out in 68. What did their, I mean, their vacuums weren't great back then. Yeah. So there was yeah. a part of this that people were, some people in the movies were like, man, look at that suction. If he could just get that <laughs> under control. Oh, you dude, I almost, I almost made the observation. Dick Van Dyke's character is like, um, one of those people that walks around with a one man band with like symbols on their knees and accordions and whatnot. Then yeah. I remembered he did that in Mary Poppins. Right. And do you know why he doesn't have a British accent in England? Be- yep, beca- because of Mary Poppins. <laughs> because he got freaking flamed for Mary Poppins. So he if, said, I'll do this movie, but I am not doing an accent. And they do not address it at all. Nope. And I They're didn't even like, notice it, dude. I didn't even notice it. I did. Oh, I did. I wouldn't have noticed if the kids were also American. The kids were very young and British. They have the same like style of voice as the kids from Mary Poppins because they are also a young boy and a young girl from England. (laughs) And so just that young British accent is so distinct. And Dick Van Dyke's American accent in contrast is also very distinct. Also, his dad has a super UK influence. It's very like, it's very like, pip, pip, cheerio, I'm going to Africa. Yeah, and that's for real. Those are lines right there. And so the fact that everyone around him is British and like, they didn't even do like a, oh, so when you moved from America or, oh, when you got back from America, it's like, nope, this is just how it is. Deal with it. We will never address this children's The mom mom. situation. Yeah. Never going to even bring it up. And they're like, oh, you're the, I think, I think he has one line about truly being a motherly influence and, and the daughter says something like, are you going to be our new mom? But like, if we don't know if Dick Van Dyke is a widower, we don't know if, you know, the kids are children of divorce. It's just like, we have to assume, we have to assume she's dead, right? Yeah. Or maybe he adopted them. He moved. Sure. Yeah, let's do that. We're basing a lot on the fact that he just didn't have an accent. Yeah, our headcanon for this movie is that he moved to America, or he moved from America, adopted two kids, and then bought a magic car. Yeah, and lives in a freaking shack, but somehow also owns fifty acres. Yeah, and and can a build a car from scratch hey, that can fly. What do you think that windmill float? does? What do you think that windmill does? Dude, power, electricity. <laughs> Uh, who knows man these people still have dirt roads yeah that are one way yes that are one way that are one lane one way (laughs) like that and so one of the times truly goes drives into the swamp is because (laughs) 
It's because she's driving down one side of the road. Dick Van Dyke's driving down the other side of the road. Let's be clear. They had plenty of time to react. That was not a curvy road. It didn't go around a bend. It was a pretty straight road. Yo, it also, wasn't until one of the, the cars se- is chitty, chitty, bang, bang. You heard it coming. <laughs> It backfires so, like gunshots. Bro. So unless your eyes were closed and your ears were muffled, you knew you had time to react. It wasn't until the last second that truly is just like, oh, and just veers off to the side. She's just trying to collect that insurance money, bro. She wanted yeah. a new car. Uh, I give this movie a flat seven. I'm giving this movie the highest of sevens. It is not an eight for me, but it is higher than a 7.75. It's higher than it's the highest of sevens. But it's yeah. still seven. This movie could make a good miniseries, I think. If you did like a, like, um, just like weird, chitty, chitty, bang, bang, just like 30 minute episodes where the car does something buck wild. You know, it, I think, I think, because that, that's the thing about this movie is half of it's a love story, half of it's fake. Yeah, <laughs> just not real. <laughs> It's like, yo, we got a budget to burn. Let's make stuff up. And you could very easily love or hate both of those. So I I think a miniseries would have a little bit of time to play around with the fun of it all without just being like, all right, here we go. Fun time now. But, you know, who's going to pick up a 60-year-old property? I don't know how anybody could watch this movie without Dick Van Dyke, though. Yeah, he he really does carry it. Um, What a beast. But, yeah, flat seven for this one. Would recommend... Would, would definitely recommend. recommend it is required viewing for um uh it, it is required viewing for kids i think 100 you gotta hold on, but you gotta catch them when they're kids though because when you're 13 or 14 you don't care about this this is gone yeah yeah because i mean even for me it's just nostalgic and a lot yeah. of this is just like yo what the heck am i watching all right let's move on to our improv segment uh we're bringing back we're bringing one back as we as we are ought to do um we've got ourselves a half cast this week the way this works is Alex and I have prepared a script beforehand, but we've only prepared half of a script. It is up to the other person to improv the other half of the dialogue, but the script itself will not change as the scene moves forward. So it is up to the improver to kind of get a feel for the scene and either try to play along or just throw a wrench into it all. Right. <clears throat> and we'll see how that goes. So, right. Craig. Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Um, let me do, uh, uh, I will take, I will partake in your script. Okay. So mine, I am the narrator and you are the characters in the scene, but I am not voicing any of the characters. I'm just the narrator. Okay. So there Jonathan was sitting at the bar alone. Not a clue what to do next. Okay. Um, I just got to think. All right. Um, I could call, no, they won't pick up, um, you know, and I'll just wait it out. I'll just wait it out. I'm just going to wait it out. His wife had left him for his mother, and he found out his dad was really a ghost. Obviously, he did not know how to handle this. Like, like the 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 wife cheating on me with my mom thing I could handle. But the go- like that and the ghost. I feel like I could have done one or the other. But like not both at the same time. He began to wonder about his sexuality as he did have a slight crush on his father. 
you know, Harry Styles does kind of have the same body as my father. And when he grows his hair out, yeah, yeah, that's a good look for him. He thought to himself, are ghosts non-binary? But like, how would that even work? Like, he's intangible, I'm tangible, and does the, what I just faced, do you think he could manifest? No, no. The bartender saw him mumbling to himself and tried to start a conversation. So, uh, thinking about your dead ghost dad? So, he explained that he had poisoned his glass, but the poison only works if... Alright, I'm just gonna break it down for you real quick here. You got- I understand that this is an 8 ounce glass, but you gotta drink it like a shot. Just like, all at once. Just, it's better for you that way. That's right. It only works on the gays. Now, uh, I'm gonna unzip my pants real quick and just- Think of this as like the chaser. So Jonathan sat and waited, thinking to himself, You know, if I'm gonna go out, I may as well go out swinging. So he thought, am I gay? Were the show, am I thinking of show turn tunes purely because it's stereotypical? Or is this real? Man, I I just gotta, I think I just gotta do it, man. He started getting in his own head about it. But if I do, maybe I'm jumping the gun. Maybe I'm not, maybe, maybe I should do this. Maybe I shouldn't. What will my sister think? So he mustered up the courage and asked the bartender what the poison actually did. So, what does the poison actually do? Turns out, it just made the individual pee. Aw, man. I promise. It's not like a, it's not, it's like a prostate thing, but like, it's, 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 I'm good, I promise. But that was weird because... Well, I, listen, I just need you to not look at, like, I am wearing, like, color-changing pants, and, like, they're supposed to be, like, for, like, uh... That is correct. He hadn't peed in years. And so, it's kind of weird that it was just, like, a little bit, because I feel like the blockage, like, I would have just, like, shot up into the sky like a rocket. But the bartender had thought ahead of this, which is why he did this. All right. You know, I think it's about time we took this outside. That's right. Jonathan had changed his name and the bartender had recognized him. He knew who he actually was. I knew it was you. And Frank. Oh, what? The the characters look at the narrator. What? <laughs> so the bartender pulled out a gun. Cox gun. <laughs> Alex, Alex, Alex and I were on the call when he wrote the last few lines of this. And you can tell, you can tell in the script where it was like, I just got to wrap this up. (laughs) I'm trying to think, dude, the the people I went through to get to Anne Frank is a storied (laughs) list. (laughs) Oh man, dude, half cast are the best. What you got for me, man? All right. Um, this is kind of, kind of interrogation-y. Okay. I dig it. All right. Can you tell me what happened here? Listen, man, I don't even remember. I, You know what? I wasn't even a part of this. All right. So uh, that explains the busted door frame. But uh, what about that mess in the kitchen? Okay. So I did see that happen, but I promise it wasn't me. It was the cat. I see. And after that, and after that, he threw you against the fridge, which is why your arm is broken. Right. Because... As you know, um, human growth hormone also works on felines. So, the cat was jacked and took a swing at me. All right, so after the tussle in the kitchen, you brought it into the bedroom. Uh, what happened there? Well, as you know, human growth hormone also affects your libido. And I'm not one to fight back against a household panther. So I tried my best. All right, well that explains what the bedsheets uh, being thrown about uh, was about. 
Uh, did you ever have anyone professionally clean your apartment before? Well, yeah. When you have pets, you kind of have to. Um, the whole allergen thing. It costs extra, but you have to provide a receipt. All right. Well, the reason I ask is because we weren't able to find any fingerprints anywhere. Almost like someone was trying to hide something. Well, I was moving out, so I did have it just cleaned. And as I told you, I was attacked by my neighbor's cat who don't have fingerprints. Hmm... I'll let it slide this time. Let's get back to your story. What happened after the fight in the bedroom? First of all, it nothing happened. He tried. Nothing. I think it was a... To be honest, I'm not really sure. I, I wasn't really paying attention. I just tried to get away. I can't fight this thing. All right. I do have one more question for you. Whose name is on the lease for this apartment? Um, so that's the tricky thing. Um, I moved here with my wife. We're now currently separated, but she's still on the lease. Uh, and the only reason our neighbors have access is because I've been, uh, abroad. I see. And with property value skyrocketing, these days an apartment like this would be worth killing for, wouldn't you say? I mean, someone would say that. I don't even live here. You know, I don't need to hear you contest this. I want to hear what happened that caused that pool of blood in the living room. Well, when I saw that the cat hadn't been neutered, and that might have been the reason this whole thing was happening, I decided to take matters into my own hand, so I grabbed a knife. Oh, hold on. You got the test results back? His hair was found on the murder weapon? Okay, I'll let him know. Alex, you're in for some real trouble. Well, it's just a cat, and I'm pretty sure it's not a felony. And he attacked me first, self-defense. All right, Alex, you're under arrest. Do you have anyone you'd like to call? Uh, yeah, animal control. Just kidding! You're on punked! We hired the stuntman to beat you up. We hired a real CSI crew to uh, comb through your apartment. How are you feeling right now? Suicidal and depressed, but mostly suicidal. Well, Alex, it's time for the cherry on top of the prank. Cox gun. Beautiful. (laughs) Well executed, man. (laughs) In my head, Alex and I have very different script writing styles. Alex is like, I'm going to weave this narrative tapestry to let Craig do what he does. And, you know, the blanks will kind of fill in themselves. Meanwhile, I'm like, I'm going to give Alex as few details as possible (laughs) and see what kind of mess we get thrown into. (laughs) (laughs) And it works. Every time. All right, Alex, let's move on to our middle segment. What do we have? So we did resolutions last year at the very last episode um, of 2020. Yeah. So we're bringing it back. I have written out all of our previous resolutions. We're going to see how we did and then set some new ones. All right. Um, Gosh, I only remember one of them. And I know I didn't fail, but I certainly didn't succeed. Okay. So we'll go through. I, you did five, and I five? did one, two, three. That was pretty optimistic. And I did nine. Yo, what were we on back then? So yours were get less attached to money, and Which is therefore true. spend I've been more money a lot of it. on subscriptions. That okay? Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna say yeah. I have definitely done that. Okay. Your second one, uh, these are in no particular order, um, is you wanted to do more characters for the podcast. I would say, I would say that we've, I think I'm doing this, I have not increased, but I think it's a steady line. Okay. Um, the next one 
was to find an anime movie that I like. Which I don't think I've done yet. I'm still right. on the prowl. Um, which actually co- coincides with one of mine, which was only watch one anime movie for the podcast per year. <laughs> which I don't think we've done. I'm saving it. It's a little nest egg for when it's ready. Okay. And then um, your fourth one was actually spend money on the podcast and its advertising. Which I did a few times. I haven't like really, I've done like a few like $20 spots here and there, but I wanna, one of the, uh, now that I'm like working a job that gives me a little bit more money, I'm definitely, th- that's on the table. It's on the table. And your last one was stream an entire game. That I did not do. I did not, oh, wait, no. Yeah, that I did not do. I, oh, wait, yes, I did. Yes, I did. I streamed the entirety of uh, Wolfenstein the Old Blood. All right, well. I mean, you're three, one, and one. Three achieved, one undetermined, and one failed. So that's not All right. Bad. Yeah. Well, actually. Um. So my first one was be nicer to the audience, which I nope. think I did. Well, I, the I bar was on the floor. I, yeah. I'm nicer to the audience, and I think just ruder in general. And maybe <laughs> yeah. not rude in general. I think insensitive is another one. Yes, and definitely. And it's not, because before, it was pointed at actual listeners. Of our audience. And now it's just being what some might call, you know, like, I don't know the word for it. Offensive, I guess. Um, Annoying. But I'm going to say that was success. I was definitely nicer. Okay. Um, the next one was that we would put out one video podcast, which we did not do. No, we did not do. I have a camera now. I'd actually be more apt to doing that now than this time last year. Okay. The next one I said I was going to do that didn't I didn't do was get active producing TikToks. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Did not do that. You However, have, I would say, a tumultuous relationship with TikTok. And I did back then, too. I talked about it on the podcast where I have to download it and re-download it and delete it and download it. And re- it's a whole thing. So I've had this problem now documented over a year. <laughs> it's gotten to the point. He, he talks about it. To me personally, ten times more than he talks about it on the podcast. I will like we'll we'll get into an Xbox party together, we'll load up into Call of Duty, and then I'll just hear so I was on TikTok again this weekend. And like everybody just collectively rolls their eyes, like, okay, Alex. He's like I download TikTok once every two months and it's never on my phone longer than a weekend. Which I, I like I respect in the sense that like you understand you have a problem. You're microdosing tiktok yes yes and by microdosing i mean during that weekend 10 hours a day bro yeah so he uh he knows his limits and he controls the limits in the sense that he lets himself go on a bender every two months (laughs) but it's only every two months and you know what sometimes it's three months if i have a if i have a really hard come down I'd do something else. Um, but yeah, so TikTok has, has been tricky. My next one was have three guest features, which we did. Yeah. Yo, yes. Yeah, straight up. We had two in February, one in April, and then All three October. in October. Freaking killed it, dude. Yeah. And only one of them was a repeat. Yeah, so man. what was it? So five new guests? Uh, dude, I'll three, freaking take it. Four. Yeah, five new guests this year. Um, We talked about already only watch one anime movie per year. I mean, I didn't do any, so that's a success. Um, don't use... Oh, 
when I did the last resolutions, I didn't have a kid yet. And this one was don't use my child for promo material. <laughs> and I didn't. Yeah. She's in none of it. Yeah, we talk about her, but like I'm not she's not in, you know, clips or anything. Yeah, we're not, you know, dressing her up in permanent good merch, which is not off the table. Right. Which <laughs> is our next one. Think about merch and take merch seriously. Yeah. Okay. So in terms of think about merch, uh our sponsor for the podcast, Andrew. Got us permanent good t-shirts for Christmas 2020, which was a very nice gift. I genuinely enjoy it. And when Alex and I saw each other in July of this year, we did in fact wear them on the same day and we have pictures of it. But aside from that, it's like, that's kind of as far as we've gotten. But that's like memorabilia that we have, almost like a uniform. We don't have, we don't, we're not selling anything. Yeah. And let's be humble for a second. We don't have anyone to sell to. Listen, bro, there's a market for everything. If we make it cool enough, there's going to be people who don't listen to this podcast. man, like, I got to get me some of that stepdad merch. Yes. Which yeah. leads me to my next thing. I said, change the alias stepdad or double down. Which I think we've doubled down on. I think the uh, tell your mama said hi is counts as a double down. So yes. I'm going to say that's a success, but I think I need to take it a step further. I agree. Uh, so the merch, I'm going to say that was undetermined. <laughs> And then the final one that I said was rate five movies very closely to each other. So before our scheme was low seven, mid seven, high seven, we yeah. needed to get two high sevens, oh, two middle sevens. Right, right. Two the, between you and me. Yes. So I'm combing through right now and I'm going to count. And, and and by the low, middle, high, I'm going to go by quarters. Yes. Yeah. So we have to be within a quarter of each other. We did it for the first time. Uh, episode 19, Midnight Sky. We gave it a five. That movie blew. That movie's not good. <laughs> we did it again the next episode. Uh, episode 20 for Groundhog Day. I gave it a 7.8. You gave it a 7.5. I'm going to call that a success. Yeah. Then we did it again, episode 23 for Rio. Okay. This one's a little tricky because you gave it a 6.5 and I gave the movie a 6.3, but the the music an (laughs) 8.3. Yeah. (laughs) We'll we'll count it. Then we did it again with Gone with the Wind where you did a 7.5 and I did a 7.75. So we're at four. And we're in February. That's in February. And then we did it again in March. March 17th, Some Like a Hot. Now here's the tricky thing about Some Like a Hot. You weren't on that episode. I wasn't on that episode. (laughs) so we we can't count it we did do the good the bad and the ugly though yeah Mm -hmm. and that was my first day back from having the baby and we gave it the exact same 6.5 and then uh we did it again for clockwork orange we both did it four. we did it again for molly's game both gave it eights and then there's a couple ones throughout the year that happened again so we did it we did our five and we got it done by march because the first calendar year of the podcast we were not on the same page i think like train to busan we might have rated kind of similarly but like other than that we were all over the place well i have it so our django unchained i did a 8.6 you did 8.5 which is close then we did devil all the time i did 6.6 you did six then it got a little tricky where (laughs) i gave the lorax a 6.35 which is weird and you gave it a seven then we did a nola holmes You the hated historic Enola Holmes, Holmes which I gave day, it a five. To you this day, Enola Holmes is the movie you trash. Like yes. it is your go-to trash movie. Um, there's a couple. We'll skip around a little bit. Hubie Halloween, I gave a five. You gave it a six point five. 
which is crazy. <laughs> we did Tenant, which I gave a 10 I and gave you like gave an, an eight. 8. Yeah. Then we did A Silent Voice, which <laughs> might be the highest disparity we have ever yeah, had. Yeah, because I think I gave it a 9 and you probably gave it a 4. You said an 8, 9, or 10. I said a 4 or 5. Um. So yeah, that's about as big as it gets. When I think on past movies, I think the first movie that I like I remember us sitting down and us tearing into and just having an absolute blast wrecking a movie was probably Secret Window. That movie was buck wild. Secret Window, episode 13 for our listeners. I give it a five. Craig gave it a six. Yeah, that movie was a, that movie was weird. I, it wanted to be a lot of things, but, you know, we're not here to... Uh, open that old wound back Dude, up. Shout out to December, man. Yeah. Um, um. Yeah, man. So, what do we have for new resolutions? Or are oh, there any ones you want to bring back? Dude, I... I was not much of a resolutions person. Even last year, I came up with most of those resolutions on the fly. And uh, I'm going to do the same for this. It's like, I don't know. (laughs) After the way 2021 went, my resolution for 2022 is to just survive, I guess. That's fair. (laughs) Um, Yeah, as far as like podcast stuff goes, I'm content with how we're doing things now, I'm really proud of us having never missed an episode. Um, between small and tall and permanent good, we've never missed an episode. Um, there are some things I definitely want to look into formatting. Just in general, I want I want to not be afraid to play with formatting a little bit. Yeah, that's um, one of mine. I said change the format. I don't know if we add a different segment, take out one, mess around with it a little bit. Because we did that one weird one. Yeah, where we just didn't have any segments. And it felt nice to do that. I don't know if it was better or worse or what have you, but it was just nice to have it be different. That was uh, episode 57. That was Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to go back and listen to that one. Yeah, so I I think the big one is to spend time on the format. Got you. Um, Well, I have a couple. Okay. So the first one I have is have a fan on the podcast. Okay. I don't want peers. I want a person who already knows what we're doing, already familiar with how we do it, and it can't be a person we've had on before. Yeah. Um, Uh, I want to watch at least three movies together. And that could be us Skyping and watching the movie just at the same time. But yeah. We, should watch the, we could do like a live commentary or something. Yes. I, no, straight up. There are lots of notes that I write for movies that aren't notes that are worth talking about, but they're funny jokes in the moment. Right. So um, if we did like a mystery mm-hmm. science theater type riff track deal, I'd, yes, I want to do that. Um, My next one is be funnier. Okay. So I said, personally, I want to create 15 brand new improvs and 10 brand new middles. Whew. All right. So of the 52 weeks, <laughs> I'm going to have to come up with 25 brand new segments do you think about our stinker improv segments at all i mean i have a running list and if i don't remember doing it it's probably or it's only been done once i think why did this never get done again so the two that that. i think about when it comes to our stinkers yeah i don't even know if this was a stinker so much as there's no way i would comfortably bring this back the one where we like tell each other's fortunes oh yeah that one had a weird setup 
up to it. I bet we could rework something in that manner. But like, that's just one of those things where it's like, obviously this is a scene that we wanted to do, but we didn't know, like, we don't have a segment that's just scene work. Like maybe like Master and Apprentice is the closest we have to that. Um, But that fortune telling one is like, if we could reformat that to just be scene work, that's what that needs to be. Hey guys, we're in a business meeting right now. This middle segment has turned into a business meeting. It's just got a little inside baseball. Um, Um, And the other one is the, uh, what is it? Fantasies the day. Um, I almost brought that back several times. So glad I've avoided that for as long as I have. Because so, now the problem is we've gone so far in between episodes. Every time we start, we'll have to be like, all right, you're going to have to go back and listen to this episode and this episode this episode for the storyline to make sense. Yeah. So I there I've wanted to bring that back two or three times. And then I go back and I listen to it to be like, all right, this is where we left off. And I'm like, was this only funny to me? Was this only a good concept for me? <laughs> Um, and the goal was to do it every 10 episodes, but then I'm like, we got to the 10th episode and I'm like, this just doesn't feel right. It didn't. So I think it was a, it was a good trial run that I'm okay with letting go. Yeah. I mean, we have a couple like no, but had a sticky start. Um, that was just straight up hard to do. Um, juggling characters groove for that one. Eventually. Yeah. Juggling characters. I would love to bring back just because of how absolutely nuts it is. Yeah. Um, and then we have a couple of them that we're going to be bringing back soon. Yeah. Um, but I mean, the, I think we got good improvs. I just want to come up with more that are different. Same thing with middle segments. I want to do more that are different. Our one hits, man. If they're trash, they're trash. And I'm not, I don't even feel bad for it. Yeah. Um, so besides being funny, the next one is I want to find a two out of 10 movie and I want, or a one out of 10 movie. Yes. Uh, yeah. Um, we definitely, at, we just have to go to like the IMDB, like worst rated list of all times. And then just like start combing through that. Right. Um, I also want to watch a four hour movie because we did it for gone with the wind. Yep. We had never, we never did it again. So I want to do another one this year. There's definitely some like three and a half hours that I have my eye on. Like, uh, American history X uh, yeah. is, is a long one. Um, gosh, I just like JFK has a, like there's a JFK movie that's like three and a half hours long. Um, but yeah, the dev it's gonna be a history movie. Right. Uh, next, so next, then after that I had changed the format and after that, um, I want to put a two to three hour long podcast out, which I think we only did for fast, for and, fast furious. and the furious. Yeah. Yeah. JFK is three hours, 10 minutes. So we might be doing that again when we do our, if we do a franchise, hint, yes. hint, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, if this year we might be doing another super long one. So ones I want to revisit that we put in last year's resolutions that we didn't do, or I want to change a little bit. I want to do at least video, one video podcast. Yes, I agree. I want to rate 10 movies, but I want the our ratings to be at least two and a half apart. Okay. I want more controversial stuff. Yes. Um, I want to go harder on my stepdad material. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And then I want at least one merch drop for each of us. And by the merch drop, I mean like you have something that represents you on the podcast. I have something that represents me on the podcast or something that you create and something that I create. But at least two things. Yeah. And no one even needs to buy it, but it needs to be available. Yeah. Just like put up like a crappy red bubble piece. Yeah. It could be a freaking sticker, dude. It could be a button with our voice. It could be like a pin. It can be anything, but we need to do something. Yes, I agree. Um, do you have any other resolutions you want to hit on? That's all. That's all I got for resolutions. We'll see how we do this year, man. All right. 
So for our one hit wonder, uh, pretty simple. I want us to talk about our pet peeve red flags, just like personality red flags that are just like, why are you like this? For example, if you're one of those people that's like Domino's tastes like cardboard, shut up, shut up, stop it. Just because it's a chain pizza doesn't make it bad. I eat, I would argue, too much Domino's. I love Domino's though. Domino's freaking slaps. And like, I will never describe a pizza as tastes like cardboard. I think that is a stupid insult to throw at something. Um, You can just say it's bad. For Dude, example- Just come up with a new descriptor. Yeah. Yo, Pop. while we're talking about pizza real quick, Papa John's is one of those franchises that's like, I will see an ad for it and I'll be like, I know I hate Papa John's. Okay. But after seeing an ad for it, I kind of want to try Papa John's again. Listen, and then I'll try Papa John's. CEO's like, I ate 800 Papa John's pieces yeah. this year. I'm like. Do you remember I'm... when we we went into some serious litigation of can Alex and I do the Papa John challenge? And dude, he said he he did over the course of the year since he's been canceled he said he did like 800 or 600 it, i think it was year. 400 pizzas and i'm like it, <laughs> it was more than a pizza a day but less than two pizzas a day like, and he went yo. back on the statement and he said i tried slices from you know pizzas a day which means he would have like a slice or two from each pizza which doesn't make it better <laughs> you're still ordering more than one pizza a day bro i might be ordering a papa john's pizza on the podcast right <laughs> <laughs> um, dude um, big pet peeve of mine hate it hate it hate it we've talked about it before but people say listen man i'm brutally honest i'm gonna tell it to you like it is when First in fact all, you're just mean you're either mean or you're never like that and you want to do that right now yeah as whenever somebody's like i'm just gonna start telling it like it is no you're not you just want to say something mean right now <laughs> for the next 30 minutes i'm gonna get just a hall pass for being a bigot. If yeah. you're cool with that. So. <laughs> um, this, again, pet peeve red flag. If you don't know how to play most game shows, I'm going to assume you're a boring person. If you're like, oh, how do you do Family Feud? It's pretty easy. It is pretty easy. <laughs> they ask you a question and you answer it. If you don't know how to, it, like, if you never grew up watching it, fine but if you can't pick something like that up guys come on wheel of fortune it's hangman it's hangman (laughs) my huge pet peeve if i'm ever at someone's house and they're hosting me or if anyone's at my house and i'm hosting them i will never say to the host so what are we doing now or (laughs) so what's next and if you're at my house you don't get to say so what's next or what are we doing now this you're this is what a we're freaking doing. Adult, figure it out, bro. Go get a freaking Uber and spend some of your money. Go have fun. Go do something. It is not my job to entertain you. I'm here to make sure that you have food, that you have a place to stay, and that you are always included with what I'm doing. But I'm not. I don't have activities planned, bro. Or maybe I do. And if you shoot them down, you better come up with a couple other alternatives. But those like, what are we doing now, dude? End your own life. That's what we're doing now. <laughs> Suicide packs. <laughs> Right now, we you want to know what we're gonna do? We're gonna start a cult right now. Get your phone, open up Facebook Live. I got some things I want to spew. We got Get the Kool Aid. We're drinking tonight. <laughs> we listen, man. We're gonna die one way or another. <laughs> you may pick. as well have some fun with it. <laughs> I'll pick death. <laughs>
and you can pick how we do it. <laughs> That's the only option now that you ask me that. Um, another pet peeve. Uh, people who are really, ag- like, there are some people that are weirdly against the concept of Snapchat streaks. Like, if they're not your thing, fine. But don't come at me for having mine, all right? I just want to make sure that I'm talking to my, like, I have a lot of long-distance friends, and it's really hard to feel connected with them. So having the Snapchat streak makes that easier. And if you're going to come at me for that, choose a different hill to die on. Yo, bro. You know what? I'm also, listen, I'm fucking fired up. <laughs> That's my favorite thing. I love bringing one hits that just gets us fired up for like 10 minutes. I hate, I loathe people who don't, who think that their corner of the internet is so obscure, they can just start yeah. passing off memes as their jokes yeah. that we've all seen before. If I hear one more time, yeah, man, Die Hard is a Christmas. Yo, first of all, not funny. It's not funny anymore. Um, Yo, okay, hold on, hold on. I'm going to I'm gonna double down on this. The, the generic Hallmark Christmas movie joke stopped being funny three years ago. Yeah, dude. And the thing is, I maybe the joke is we all know it's a dumb joke and you're bringing it up, but also it really annoys me when, like a meme comes out like a week ago right yeah like or like something like jake paul ko's a guy and you bring it in like it's a freaking current event saying yo man homie got starched like freaking laundry detergent or something like that and i know we all saw that about a week or two ago but you're hoping man your meme dealer is different than all of ours so you're gonna pass that joke off as your own hey dude you're not that funny first of all your delivery sucks and just give credit, bro. And especially people who listen to like comedians and stuff start passing off their jokes. Oh my God. It's so, you are not that funny. Hey, that story didn't happen to you. You are not clever enough to come up with that stuff. And we all know it. Because what yeah. happens to me is I eat, sleep, and breathe comedy comedy podcasts and stand-ups. There's a pretty good chance I'm going to catch that joke. And Which like, it's, I want to say, gross. this is not, the, the thing that I want to say is, it's okay to reference this stuff, but make sure you're bringing it to the table as a reference. Be like, oh, dude, did you hear that joke from, you know, Dave Chappelle's new special or Jim Gaffigan just got a new one on Netflix? Did you hear it? And I'm going to be like, no. Then you tell the joke. But what you don't say is, hey, man, last weekend, super crazy thing happened with the girlfriend. And then you just give me a story that a professional took six to mo- six months to a year to fine tune and you butcher it, claiming it as your own. <laughs> Because that annoys me. Dude, you're not that... And also, I'm saying dude, and I mean this, only dudes do this. Yeah, that is all. That is correct. Only that dudes is correct. do this, bro. Do you know why? Because girls don't care if they're funny or not. They don't, which also, is weird. okay, so... Let's uh, generalize. You, this is a new pet peeve that I've developed in the last week or so. And hey, if you're this person that this is about, this is about you. I don't want to help you with your pickup lines. I'm done helping people with pickup lines. We're hey, in remember our when 20s. pickup lines were hilarious in middle school? Yeah, um, where we had nowhere to pick up girls outside of the cafeteria. Pickup lines are used in lieu of a personality, which is a very harsh thing to say. I understand that. But if you're going to get like a writer's room of pickups, pickup lines, there's maybe online dating isn't for you. Listen, man, (laughs) pickup lines are to guys what catfishing pictures are to girls. No one appreciates it. And when we see you in person, we're going to realize, oh, that wasn't real. You're bringing all this comedic heat because you freaking crowdsourced your humor. And when they meet you in person, they realize you got the personality of a freaking carpet, bro. Because everybody crowdsources their profile, right? Right. People's 
Tinder profiles are passed through like three people of the opposite hey, sex. Guys, what is this best representation of me? Yeah. What is most accurate? What is the most appealing? But honest. But then as soon as that match hits, that's on you. Yeah, man. <laughs> That's when people anyway. be saying stuff like, what does that booty do? And they'd be like, what? And they'd be like, oh, man, I guess you didn't think that was funny, huh? And you're like, first of all, what just happened? <laughs> what just happened? Or people be like, oh, I hate this, bro. And listen, man, this got done in um, Aziz Ansari's show, Master of None. And he, and I think he said something like, head on, on my way to uh, Whole Foods. Do you want anything? Great line. Yes. I but now... All these dudes are out here trying to be relatable, and none of you can relate to a freaking sandwich. You <laughs> freaking slices of white bread. So, here's my advice. Instead of a pickup line, always do a hypothetical. Because... Yeah, man. It's interesting, and it's a conversation starter. Also, so, if you say the words question game, also, join me, my house, next Tuesday, suicide pact. Because you <laughs> suck, bro. All right, those were our pet peeves. Uh, we just we just needed to get heated for a second. Alex, what else have you been watching? Um, so I watched new stand up, and listen, man, it's hard to it's hard to recommend stand up for people. Um, because I've never it's rare that I find a comedian that I just like I back one hundred percent. Um, but there's a new one by Matt Rife. His stand up specials on YouTube. It's called OnlyFans. It's an hour and plus long. It's pretty funny. It's a guy, I think he's upper 20s, like 28, 29, maybe early 30s. And he's funny. He does, what annoys me a lot is when comedians say like, listen, I'm about to be offensive. We're about to see who, bro, just tell you the joke. If it's uh, too in offensive. In case anyone is curious, that's Rife, R-I-F-E. Yes, um, Matt Rife. Um, and he gets, he's funny. And I loved the special for the first 50 minutes. The last part, he lost me. And it got real slow. There were jokes, but like first 50 minutes, there's a joke every 30 seconds, which is what you want. Um, but the last half, it's like one joke every minute, every two minutes. And you're like, this should just end it earlier. Yeah. Um, but I would recommend it. It's it's free. If you like it, awesome. If you don't, it's whatever. Do but I mean, like as far I... as movies go and all that stuff, uh, dude. I've been freaking dodging Spider-Man spoilers like the freaking plague. I'm a <laughs> parent, dude. It's so hard for me to be like, yes. hey. I just got home from work. Keep watching the kid. I'm going to go into the movies by myself. Yeah. Um, um, I did see Spider-Man. It's good. That's all I'm going to say. Dude, it's I've, good. I've heard everyone say, like, this is the best movie of the trilogy. This is this movie is grossing second to none except for Endgame. Yeah. This movie, is, this movie defied the pandemic. It's bananas and people are losing their freaking minds and the thing is is there's i'm not going to be able to avoid spoilers forever i'm trying but it might not just not be fun for me anymore um i already have a pretty good idea what happened um which sucks but it's yeah. life i guess um i'll get around to it i still haven't seen freaking shang chi i haven't seen you know falcon and winter soldier on disney plus i haven't seen what if which i know i don't need to see anyway or I, eternals I'm, I'm, you know or eternals like <laughs> hey marvel you're cranking out content like it's freaking sunday night football and we need to be subscribed every week i i can't hang man so it's a young man's game and i think i'm just falling by the wayside yeah that's fair i yeah uh i don't want to talk too much about spider-man because i feel like it's clogging up the internet it's good i liked it i watched it twice it was better the second time that's all i'm gonna say about it now the thing i am gonna talk about is um i'm gonna talk about this now because it is not gonna survive my game of the year contention 
Uh, Eidos Montreal made a Guardians of the Galaxy game, and I played through all of it, and it is neat. It's a neat game. Uh, <laughs> the So it's very narrative heavy. It's 16 okay. chapters. It's like a 20-hour game, and it is almost entirely story, um, which is cool if you weren't making a game. Uh <laughs> So the game parts of it were very boring and bad. It's like, go into a room, shoot a bunch of people, do a cutscene. Go into another room, shoot a bunch of people, get get a collectible, shoot some more people, get another collectible, do a cutscene. I'm like, okay, what? this is nothing. Guys, if you wanted to make a TV show, just make a TV show. Yeah, man. It reminds me of like those interactive shows on Netflix. Yeah. Just making decisions. It probably would have been better. Or like a Telltale and, game. And, yeah. And so here's the thing. This game would have been better as a Telltale game, which is fine. Except there's already a Guardians of the Galaxy Telltale game. (laughs) (laughs) So it's just a higher budget version of that. So I'm like, guys, what are we doing here? So it was a very cool story. I genuinely enjoyed the story a lot. It dragged its feet at the end, but that's nothing. Like, I would expect that from a 20-hour narrative game. Um, Like, uh, I I learned a lot about the Guardians of the Galaxy connection. I really felt their bond together because um, you, you're you kind of with them as they're starting out. Like they're established as the Guardians of the Galaxy, but I think they've been together for like less than a year at that point. Gotcha. So you kind of, this experience like truly bonds them as a family. And that was a very cool thing to experience. But like past that i'm like guys come on they were like and like upgrading everybody's abilities like i'm only upgrading your abilities so i can get through fights faster (laughs) yeah man Uh, the thing is is you have a completion thing about you and the thing is i have a sunken cost thing where i've put money into this game it's hard for me to you know abandon it yeah that being said Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Yeah. I have deleted. Okay. And I have no intention of ever getting it back. That's that's how I felt about Valhalla. I bought Assassin's Creed Valhalla, the season pass. I pre-ordered it with the season pass. I beat the game and I have no intention of doing any of the DLC. I bought like two or three of the extended edition DLCs that open up you know, new storylines and stuff like that. I'm not even going to get to them because yeah. the game, I hate it so much. And now I, I have one of those things that like, you know, I just lost that money and that's okay. Because I don't, I hate myself less when I'm doing something. I else. justify it. I'm one of those people that likes playing video games with people, and I justify it as the more games that I have that I could play with or for someone, that would make this a better experience. Which well, is I mean, that's really... why we watch bad movies for the podcast. Yes, exactly. Um, but that's pretty much the only thing I did. I watched the second Matrix. I'm eventually gonna watch the third and fourth Matrix. It's not gonna be anytime soon, but I'm okay. gonna get around to it. <laughs> The Sounds second good one was me, good. It, it was not as good as the first one, obviously, but it had some really cool concepts and I don't regret watching. Um, but I want to wrap things up here because we've been running kind of long. Next month, starting a new theme. It is my birthday month, which means we're watching my favorite movies. Um, and uh, I am I have three of the four locked down. That fourth one, we're gonna we're gonna get there when we get there. But the we're gonna start things off with a freaking banger. We're gonna be watching the first Kingsman movie, 2014. Taron Egerton, Colin Firth, full send. I literally it, it, they were on sale, so I bought the first and second Kingsman for my Xbox. <laughs> Good for you, man. Good yeah. for you. Um, I'm very excited. Uh, it, it, it is, 
after this week, I understand why podcasts take the holidays off because trying to produce this episode was very stressful for me, <laughs> but we got it done. I'm happy that we did it. This was a very good episode. Uh, Alex, do you, oh, oh, very important thing. Uh, Spotify does reviews now. You can now rate our podcast on Spotify. Uh, so if you're on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, rate and review our podcast if you like it. Not if you don't. Um, but yeah, or other if you than don't, that, practice your lying skills. Yeah, just like or our you podca- know what? Screw you. Give me one star and tell me why. And now I'm yeah. going to double down on what you told me not to do because I hate you. But or not, you know, you, you yeah, listen. You you, do, I you. mean, if you hate the podcast, there's no way you made it an ninety hour minutes plus into the in. episode. <laughs> so, I mean. Thanks, guys, for listening. Yeah. My name is Craig Wells, a.k.a. Permanent Handle. And I'm Alex Good, a.k.a. Alex Good. Have fun, be safe, and make good choices. And while you're at it, tell your mama said hi. See you next week. Deuces. Deuces.